to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek for Monday, March 2nd. Feels weird saying that it's already March. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined today on the show by Mark Pattison, NFL player who played with the Saints in 1987 and 1988 as a wide receiver. He is on his way to becoming the first NFL player to climb the seven summits, which is the highest peak of each continent. He is 29 days out of climbing Mount Everest. First of all, Mark, how are you doing today on this Monday? I'm doing great. I live here in Sun Valley, Idaho. It's a little bit different than New Orleans. I love (laughs) the state. I love the city. I love the team being down there, but now I'm up here at 6,000 feet, so it's a lot of fun. I want to get into your Saints fandom, Mark, but first of all, I need to know the backstory. You went from playing football to now hiking, climbing. How did you even get started in all of this? Well, you know, it's kind of a long story, and again, you know, um, I, I think a lot of times it's the product of where you grow up, and where I grew up was Seattle, Washington, very mountainous community, the Cascades and Olympics, but kind of our crown jewels at mountain 14,500 feet called Mount Rainier. A lot of people come around the world to train on it. It's, I would say, a mini um, Mount Everest in terms of it gives you a lot of different things, glaciers, avalanches, crevasses things like that. And um, probably about eight years ago, uh, although I'd been kind of growing up training and climbing smaller mountains, you know, I would say just more like day hikes, I was going through some adversity and I just decided to, you know, to get myself out of it, to put a big goal out there. And um, I started doing some research. And what I found is that no NFL player had ever climbed the seven summits. And I felt like that was the type of goal, you know, something way out there, almost like trying, you know, when you're a little kid to play in the NFL that um, I want to put out. And, and so, you know, I, I did a little bit of research. I made a few phone calls. And next thing I knew, I was headed off to Tanzania to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And, uh, you know, fast forward the clock now, eight years later, I've had to do a couple mountains a couple times. Um, for different reasons, um, I sit here right at the front door of Mount Everest. Mark, how did you begin learning how to train for something like this? I mean, I would just go to the gym and put the, the treadmill on max incline and then go from there. But I can assure you, I'm sure there's there's uh, far more training and, and tasks that goes into it. So how did you begin training and what would you say your day-to-day training is? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I I think like anything, you don't go from playing Little League to the NFL. There's a progression, right? right? And during that progression in the NFL and football, in Little League and high school and college, you know, you're learning as you go and as you kind of, you know, keep climbing the rung, so to speak, um, you keep encountering new obstacles, new challenges that you have to figure out and get around. And it's really no different with the mountains. And when I went down to um, Kilimanjaro, really what that, that height was my first time climbing that mountain was really the height, 19,333 feet. And see how I did at altitude. And, and, you know, it's really, in a lot of cases, it depends on, on um, body chemistry on some people who look like they're in great shape mm-hmm. can, can do, you know, get run up a mountain uh, like I seem to be able to do. And other people just really struggle and they get altitude Sickness. And I, I know that Ray Lewis tried to do it five or six years ago, and he only got to about 14,000 feet and bent over, and he just could not go any further because he was so um, uh, uh, so much sickness, you know, again, from the altitude. But along with that, you're, you're learning about nutrition. You're learning about gear, you know, what you got to have. And then 
you know, the next year I went off to um, um, Russia, of all places, the highest mountain in Europe, and now I'm climbing a mountain called Mount Elbrus, and now, you know, it's a lot more intense stuff. You're dealing with crampons and crevasses and crazy weather. We had a guy die on us from a lightning strike and how to handle an ice axe. You know, the next year I went off to a mountain down in Australia, and then uh, after that, I went to another mountain, 23,000 feet to climb, called uh, Mount Aconcagua down in Argentina. So anyways, as I continued to progress through this journey, you know, every mountain has got slightly different or slightly harder and uh, along each path um, has presented its different challenges. And, and what has all kind of come to kind of fall full fruition is to putting all those things together in terms of um, the height of Mount uh, Everest, obviously the highest mountain in the world, um, 29,029 feet, um, all the climbing um, uh, things that you need to know about going up an ice wall and putting on your crampons and, and wearing the right kind of gear and having the right kind of nutrition and what happens when you go higher and and, you know, your, your appetite is suppressed and all these different things. And really to prepare me, I fully committed my entire life to moving from California, obviously sea level, just like New Orleans uh, there in Louisiana, um, to Sun Valley, Idaho. And it's a small ski resort um, kind of in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, we live at 6,000 feet, so I'm, I'm, I'm daily training at altitude. I'm going up the mountain at night, pretty much every night. I climb about 3,000 feet. Um, uh, and then in the morning I do CrossFit and, you know, when I put it all set together, um, uh, and leave at the end of the month, I will have done about 150,000 vertical feet of training, you know, going up and down this mountain before I leave and get on that plane. So in one answer, you've covered climbing an ice wall, doing CrossFit, and then potentially dying from lightning strike. So those are all pretty intimidating mm. things. <laughs> and I think for me, it's a safe bet to say that I will probably not uh, be climbing any uh, summits anytime soon. But how do you deal with that intimidation and kind of the fear that goes into it, Mark? I, you know, I, I really go back to my football days and, you know, between my college coach at the University of Washington, Don James, and then learning from others like Jim Mora um, when I was down there, really hard-nosed, um, hardcore coaches that really made you um, pay attention to detail. Um, and, it, and it really taught me about the, the pyramid of success. I know John Wooden is the one who created that, but, you know, all the individual and team things you have to do to reach the uh, the ultimate pinnacle of a championship and to get there in, in really what it gets down to loving the process, right? Loving to work out, which I really haven't stopped since I stopped playing, you know, many, many years ago. Um, and, and loving the process of learning and what's around you and how you're going to overcome these things. And I, I got to tell you, as a wide receiver, I used to have to line up against the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> and there's a guy who plays safety by the name of Ronnie Lott. I think a lot of your listeners probably know who he is. Yeah, probably. And if, to <laughs> me, look, yeah, if you can if you can go against Ronnie Lott and get hit by him, which is like being hit by a, a train, <laughs> you know, to me, climbing up a mountain <laughs> pales in comparison <laughs> to what that was like, you know, overcoming fear of doing going across the middle. Well, I want to get into your inspiration to others in a little bit, but first thing, I apologize if this is an elementary question, but what do you do when you're climbing? Do you listen to a Spotify playlist? Do you listen to music or do you just kind of have to enjoy the elements? 
You know, it's really all the above. I do have a playlist, and when I'm going through um, uh, and up the mountain where it's less treacherous, I've got usually a playlist in there. And, you know, one thing that's been um, really healing for me, um, you know, because we all go through stuff at the end of the day, and and to be out in nature and not having your cell phone blow up and your emails come through and texts and all those things and mm-hmm. just be, you know, staring at a tree and have, being in nature – combined with having some cool music in your ears that that is just really you know my nirvana and as you get higher into the mountains and more dangerous things start surrounding you from rocks coming down on your head uh, and i've been in several avalanches not you know directly in harm's way but you know i can see them over on the side of the hill coming down and then going across and having to climb over um, big crevasses you know, you want to make sure that you're 100% tuned in and, you know, you have those earbuds out and you can, if somebody's yelling or they need your help or, you know, you can respond quickly. Um, so, Mark, how did you know that you wanted to inspire people with the platform that you have right now? Because talking to you, you seem very passionate and very centered with who you are, but how did you know that you wanted to inspire other people with your actions? Uh, well, look, I don't really think I'm I, I'm an inspiring person. I think it's only inspiring because I'm the guy that has gone out the door to go climb these crazy mountains all over the world, mm-hmm. and it's really no different than I was playing football. I mean, I literally um, would have done it for free. I mean, I just I was the gym rat. I was the guy growing up, you know, on the play field. My parents had to drag me off the off the field every night and, you know, open the door and, you know, dinner. And, you know, I'd, I'd come running up and I was soaking wet and I couldn't wait to go back out. And I was always shooting a basket, you know, uh, basketball, you know, at the hoop. And I've just, I've just always loved the physical part and the physical challenge of getting better and better and better. And I, I again, going back to, you know, 364 days of the year, yeah. pretty much I spend training and going up and down these mountains when there's no lights, there's no cameras, there's nobody saying, gosh, Mark, you know, great job. It's just me and nature, and I'm the only one out there. And the one day of the year I get to stand on top of the summit, and that's awesome. But, you know, when I come down, I can't wait to start training for the next challenge. Um, and as I said before, you know, I had to do Denali, which is a mother of a mountain. Um, it's up in Alaska, and you've got, you know, the Arctic blast coming in from the Barren Sea, the crazy weather, super cold. Uh, and the first time I was up there was minus 80. And, you know, it was obviously more important for my, my fingers and toes um, and my, my limbs, you know, to come back in one piece than to try to risk my life um, going up there. And so, you know, while I love all that stuff, you have to be smart about what you're doing and making sure that you continue to love the process and you don't do anything to damage yourself. So you seem like a very goal-driven person, obviously. So what do you plan on doing once you've you've reached the goal of, of uh, climbing the seven summits? Well, you know, there's another mountain out there. Um, well, first of all, you know, there's the old analogy about one game at a time, and I really like to focus on, mm-hmm. on that. And so I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about what's next because, you know, this is going to be the mother of all challenges, like nothing I've ever done before. There's only a select few that have actually pulled this thing off, um, you know, in terms of the seven summits, and there's no NFL player who has ever climbed the seven summits. And so – for me, just to put all my energy into to what that is. I think, though, just, you know, sometimes when I daydream, um, as it turns out, I've climbed four of the highest peaks um, in the, the U.S. 
and the, the hardest ones, I should say, in Alaska, Washington, California, and here in Idaho. And uh, I think it'd be a cool goal, goal to drive around the U.S. Um, and take the top of the highest peak in every state. Now, I know in mm. Mississippi, Louisiana, Georgia, I might have to open the door and tap my toe. <laughs> but what a <laughs> Yeah, you can climb to the top of Benson right? Tower. <laughs> Yeah, you go to Benson Tower, right? Look down. I conquered it and move on to Mississippi. <laughs> off you go. Mark, do you keep up with the Saints at all? I mean, I'm sure there's not a lot of time for TV uh, when you're training that hard, but do you do you tend to keep up with the team? Absolutely. And, you know, it's been great. Drew Brees, the head coach down there, you know, and the rest of the gang. I mean, they've, they've been so competitive, and it was such a bummer, not last year, but the year before, when they really got robbed on that on that you know that awful call hmm. um down by the goal line right which they probably would have been in the super bowl and you know yeah, i mean they had a heck of a team and you know i mean they had as good a chance as anyone you know to go all the way and it was a bummer but you know they've they've um it seemed like there was a there was a great run there for many years with uh the jim moore team um and then there was a little bit of a lull and they've come back with you know sean payton as as the great head coach and having a guy that is just defies, you know, all logic, kind of like Tom Brady right. in the way, um, right, that, you know, the quarterback can just continue to play and play at a high level. Absolutely. Well, Mark, uh, I can certainly say that you are inspiring to me. I'm going to go to the gym and get on the treadmill at a, at a max incline yeah. at a walking speed uh, and then maybe <laughs> listen to some, some playlists of my own. But how can people follow you on your journey and your journey to Everest? Ah, uh, that is so nice of you, and that's a great goal for anybody just to get out and do it. It doesn't have to be something as extreme as what I'm doing, but that's what's inspiring to me. Um, people can find me at Mark Pattison, P-A-T-T-I-S-O-N-N-F-L.com. I will have a uh, link on there. Um, it's called Everest Blog, where you can actually follow me. You can track me going up the mountain, oh, wow. and I'll be doing daily posts. So. Um, you know, hopefully people will tune into that and can cheer me on. And, you know, all my social uh, channels, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff are all on that, on that website, MarkPattisonNFL.com. And uh, love to interact with anybody if you have any questions. Wait, so how does that technology work? So you're going to be on the mountain and you're going to be able to connect to Wi-Fi or something? How does that work? It's a unique spot um, at, at our base camp. I'll be living at uh, 17,500 feet. That's the advanced base camp. And they've got a relay system of solar-powered um, uh, satellite Internet, which during the daytime you're able to broadcast back and forth. And so, on, you know, I'm up there for two months um, going up and then going down and going up and going down and acclimating and getting my body used to that height because ultimately, you know, going up to 29,000, they call it the death zone, and uh, you can't just run up there or your your body would literally collapse. And so um, so during those dead periods, there is opportunity to, to broadcast. I have a, um, a Garmin um, uh, satellite system, which, which allows me to be in, um, think of me as like a mini cell tower, which I can bounce up and back and forth to a satellite. And so I have a tracking device on there, which you can literally see my little tracks going up and down the mountain. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, Mark, best of luck to you, and uh, I look forward to following your journey, as I hope most Saints fans do. Well, what I'd love to do is have a uh, repeat pod with you in June, and we can talk about hopefully a successful up and down. Let's do it. I'm I am all about it. I will put it in my calendar now, Mark. 
put it in your calendar, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck to you, and uh, we appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. Pretty interesting interview on the show today. That is for sure. Again, you can follow Mark on at Mark Pattison NFL on Instagram and track his journey. You can also visit his website at markpattisonnfl.com. Today's episode was brought to you by SeatGeek. If you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event, it can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites in shady pricing, but with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek score the best deals on tickets. All right, that'll do it for the Monday edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Be sure to check in on the Saints app and NewOrleansSaints.com to stay up to date with all things going on with the New Orleans Saints. You can also follow them at Saints on social media. Thanks to everyone who tuned into the show today, and we'll see you again on Wednesday.